You know what I just noticed after we were talking about my wife's boobs is uh, she's really good at not promoting them on her uh, social media. Your wife doesn't promote it. <laughs> no, like, even if I had, if someone said to me, can I see a picture of your wife's, like, what she looks like, and she doesn't promote her tits at all. Good. That's a good thing. At all. Under wraps, just for beef. Yeah. Hey, Maybe hey. the boy. Just showcases, but. No, like, even, like, back in the day. Oh. Like, just- I was looking for, like, a beach picture or something. No. Nothing. You're creeping your own wife on there. That's actually, you know what? That's actually honorable. You know what? I've been watching him too. He's been smiling at quite a few things he's seeing on there. Oh, really? A few little, few memories. This is the one thing about Beaver that, you know, people just think of him as this one-dimensional character on a show. Nope. But he's not a one-dimensional character. He's he's a fucking complex dude. He really is. I got a lot of shit going up in here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And the thing that also, you you say things sometimes that make you sound maybe like you're not a man that's just got a heart that's busted through his chest <laughs> but you're in love with your wife and child oh my god i am <laughs> and uh it comes Even right now he's grinning still yeah. whatever he's looking at he really like loves his wife and child you he know does. this is something that everyone thinks this is all about cocks you know this yeah. whole show is just a we're gonna be like uh, dick and ball jokes dick and ball jokes no we, we love we love our wives and children as well yep well we did have a segment that i promoted about looking for short people in life so uh-huh. Like we do have s- softer sides, but you want what do you mean? Oh, you want to have one? Uh, no, remember I was looking for. You want to have friend. a friend? Yeah, that's a, that's of a, a shortened stature. Yeah, yeah. I think that uh, anyone call you? No, reach out. No. no, no one reached out to me. No one is me either. I, I think they don't know yet, though. The soft side. Well, yeah, they they they're maybe it's it's going to take some time for them to not call my bluff, but like to realize that I was sincere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that you're sincere. Yeah. That's true because uh, normally it's all laugh, you know. Right. But really, they don't see you going home and just like longing for companionship of <laughs> small people. Right. The whole yeah. way home, staring out the window, wondering. <laughs> I want to be a giant for once. I want to be a giant for once. Is that too much that? Like I, I want w- someone to say, Beaver, can you reach that for me? <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't wait till my kid is like this tall. Yeah. And then he'll be in that category, right? He'll oh, be yeah. In the little people category. Can you wrestle with him now? Now it's fun to wrestle with him. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 Now he's, he's like a shitload of fun now. Can you, like, uh, do you ever, like, pick him up and put him in an airplane spin? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like, he's tough as nails. Like, the kid wants to, like, do, he wants to, he's the best helper. Yeah, like, I've, I've seen him with my own two eyes. I've seen him work. And, like, it's easy to say that about kids, but, like, my kid helps more than I've ever seen another kid his age help. I agree 100%. 100%. I've seen it, and it it's unbelievable. It's remarkable to watch what he does. He's looking for work to do. Yeah, I pray to God <laughs> it sticks. Yeah, like, he's actually looking for work to do. You know how hard that is? Oh. To hire, hire a kid in his 20s to help you for a day. Like he, and, then, and then have them proactively... Look for work to yeah. do, right? Like to keep himself busy or something like that. Like what needs to be done around what's going on and do it. Like your kid, I saw him like move wood from one pile of the garage to the other. Yeah. It wasn't really necessary. Right. <laughs> he was busy. Right? But he was It was looking. a little bit of make work. But yeah, but he was still. <laughs> yeah. He was like looking around the room. When he, this wood could go over there. Yeah. Right? Let's that, pile it over there. That's something you can't teach. No. That's something you can't teach. It's something that's within And, him. like, when, when Julie brings him home from, like, daycare or something, like, he'll just, he gets out of that truck. He knows I'm outside. He'll bolt right for me. Like, what are you doing? Like, 
And he's saying, outside, outside. Like, he wants to go outside, man. He don't want to be inside. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is cool, man. It's cool to watch kids be kids, and they're not, like, uh, they're still, like, uh, unaware of all the... Reality. Uh, like, yeah, what's available to them. Like, right. you, you can get into, like, a, some sort of device and forget about outside well, and everything see, else. And that's what, that's what scares me about this day and age, right? And that's what I like about him being on the farm. Like, he fucking... He'll like he has no idea that he's doing the right thing. He's gonna lose a trade or two that I like right now. Yeah, you yeah. know that'll be a. But like, like he's not looking for that electronic device or yeah. and like or you see some parents are like, here, just give him the iPhone or the iPad and just shut him up. Well, no, he he don't want that. You know, it's kind of uh, kind of cool, but it's also like something that I have to get my head around. Is that these kids like? They grew up with the device now, like with a phone kind of thing, you know, from an early age. And then, like, uh, there's a certain amount of, like, they don't really need to, like, if they have a problem, like, let's say you can't do math. Like, you got a calculator always on you. Right. Yep. You know, like, you, you let's say you can't read. You got a, a like a uh, Google Translate thing yeah, that'll read it, yep. read it for you. Like, like it can, it can like read you a message. It can. Translate. Oh, for us, man, when we were younger, we had none of that at our disposal. Yeah, like if you were a person that couldn't read at all now, you, but you have a phone, you're done. Yeah, that's all you need. You can, you can, uh, pretty much like fake your way through life. Yeah. What I wonder though is, is what are they doing in like, like the school systems, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Like, when I went to school, or when I went to, sorry, like, uh, college, like, we had, like, a fucking, we had to spend, like, $200 on a, f- scientific fucking, calculator. a fucking scientific calculator. Yeah, yeah. And you had the little slider on the back, you know, you throw the old little sheet in there, <laughs> you know? But, like, these days, you don't even need that. No. Like, no. and, like, so, are you allowed to use that as your fucking well, calculator? Well, that's, that's, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. Is like, why, why, uh... Why don't we do, like we should just be teaching people how to use these things pro like these phones Better properly than. to be able to function in life because that if you teach the person to learn what this phone knows already yeah you're gonna it's gonna take a fuck a hell of a lot longer than teach them how to use this phone to learn anything you want to know you know right I would like an engineer that knows what he's doing like he's been taught how to be an engineer yeah yeah but if he has any doubt like if he's like will this beam Support this load. I'd prefer that he knows how to look it up. Right. Mm. No, and not. Yeah, but the problem is, is these day and age. What are you taught, man? Like, if yeah, you don't know. know something right now, fucking ask Google, right? Sure. Yeah, and but also in the in today's day and age, you could have went to school five years ago, and all your information you learned is obsolete. Mm-hmm. That's true too. You know, and so then you 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 kind of always have to be checking to see if there's anything new, if there's anything better. You like know? I'll be honest, when I went to school. I started out with 75 kids in my class, and uh, I had to make new friends three semesters in a row because all the all the people that I was Dropped meeting, out. they were all same story. Like, oh, mom and dad's paying for my education, and I'm like, oh, not me. I'm like, I got to pay for my own way. Oh, I'm going to prove them wrong. You know, I'm going to get through this. Fucking four, three, four months later, or a month later, they're not even at class, and four months later, they're gone. Don't get me wrong. I could turn 24 hours of school in a week. Into, into about 13 real quick. Yeah, yeah. If I want to get down to eight, I can make it happen. And you had money to drink and. Right. And like, but I graduated with 12, 75 down to 12 That's after four years. 
And of those 12, I had a pretty good GPA. Mine was uh, 3.1, I think, which is still pretty good. In my mind, it was good. Mm-hmm. And um, so, but of my GPA, of my, in my of those 12 people, I was 11 out of 12 on the GPA scale. Oh, really? Yeah, like I wasn't the smartest in the class, but still 3.1 is still pretty good. That's like, in numbers terms, it's like low 70s. Yeah, but at that point in time, you made it. That's what it is. Right. Yeah. But, like, I came out of school with a full-time job, and me and number 10 of 12 uh, was one of my best buddies in school at the time. He had a job coming out, and the rest, the other fucking 10 did not have a job. Yeah, yeah. Nobody gets a job coming out of university, really. No. No. I don't even think they kind of, like, they don't, they try to manage your expectations to say, like, oh, no, you're going to be... You're going to have nothing at the end of this, like other than figuring out what and, the hell else to do. And mine was a co-op program. Like, you had to work. So you built working relationships with businesses while you're in school. Because you go, you go to school, then go to work. Go to school, then go to work. Like, four months on, four months off. Oh, yeah. Eight months on, eight months so off. So how do you not get a job at the end of that? You got to suck? Well, yeah, you got to suck. And you got to just... See, it's not what you know. It's who you know. Yeah. Yeah, it, I don't know. I know right now nobody can find anybody that wants to work like right. like uh because they say that the there's a lot of like something like 40% of people um have plans to leave their job because of the pandemic and even the ones that don't want to leave their job they're like they'll, they'll stay at their current job but they know what they want and what they don't want now yeah you know what i mean like they they don't want to be like uh they don't want to go for 8 hours a day to an office uh, where they're away from their family, where they can't take care of their obligations. They have no flexibility to do the things that they want to do. And they're really doing about two hours of work for, and they're spending eight hours a day away from everything. So they're, people are just going to be just, they're going to know there's more options to do things remotely, to be flexible and stuff like that. See, what I don't like about that is, is there's a difference in life between people that do what it takes to get the job done and there's then there's people that just put in time. Yeah. Who do you want to be? You want to put in time or you want to fucking get it done? This is what I want. This is what I want though when I go to when I'm an employee, I do want to have my employer work for me. Right. I'm going to work for my employer, don't get me wrong. I'm going to do what they need me need me to do, but what's in it for me other than the money? Right. You know, I I do need to know that. And every single job I had, I would ask questions like that. And most of the time, my fucking managers were from like, they're like baby boomers or something like that. And they would be like, you get money. You do shit that we tell you to do and you get money. Yes, that's a wrong flaw. And then I go, well, I don't want that. I want something more. I want to know that I'm doing something that I feel like I'm using like I'm, I'm enjoying the things that you I enjoy. A, you, I'm, I'm using purpose. my skills, that, the, like the things that I think I'm good at. Yeah, I'm doing those things, you know. And if you don't let me feel like I'm do like being true to what I want to do with my life and fulfilling my life, then you're not the right employer for me. And I think that if a lot of employers have this attitude, like you work for me, I give you money, and that's it. And really, the the thing is, it's like, hey, you're gonna like give your time to me you know you're gonna like give me like a lot big chunk of your life 
I got to make sure it's worth it for you. Yeah, there's lots of places you can go just get a paycheck. Yeah. Right. What I tell my employees is, is like, do you want a job or do you want a career? Yeah. Because if you want a job and waiting for that paycheck, it ain't going to last for you and it ain't going to last for me. Mm-hmm. So if you want a career and you turn the, you turn this job into something that you care about and that you treat it like it's your own. Yeah. And the last thing you're thinking about in a day is money. Yeah. The money will take care of itself. Yeah. The money will always take care of itself if you look at it that way. Yeah. If you look at it like a career and and am I bettering like not not like my employees, they're not looking at it just to better me. They're looking at it, am I bettering the, the, the operation? Yeah. Am I, if I treat this operation like it's mine, what would I do? It'll make, it, there's the runoff of those, the runoff of those scenarios are endless. Yeah, but if you're if you're saying to to your employee, like, listen, we're going to make you, you're going to build, building a career, you're going to like be building these skills over years and you're going to be able to, you can kind of see like you'll start doing this and eventually... As the operation grows, we're going to need you to move into these other roles that, you know, like you, they can kind of see how their future is going to grow with you. Right. How they, they're going to like learn more. They're going to like get more responsibility. They're going to, as a result, probably earn more money, but they're also going to like be more marketable to work anywhere else as well if they had to, you know, or they're going to be able to, you know, like feel like they're at least growing and uh, you know, like developing as a person, you yeah. know, like that stuff isn't money. No. That stuff isn't money. And it makes, it makes a lot of people a lot more happy than the money, you know, cause you can give me a rate. Like I, they kept giving me raises when I was miserable at my old job. They just kept giving me raises. And I was like, I just kept being like, want to get fired so bad. Like I really just want to get fired so bad. And the more I try to get fired, the more raises they gave me. Oh, really? Yeah, like they just kept giving me raises. I just would, kept telling them how, she, like. Would you not agree though that the communication was horrible? Um, I just don't think that. This is a while ago now. I've been out of the job market for a while now, but because uh, it all starts but, there, right? But I don't think it was even in their thinking really back then. I think it. I was a little ahead of my time. What I was asking for, mm-hmm. like. Um, I don't think that they, like I said, I wanted to work from home. I don't see the point in going in an office. I feel I could work anywhere in the in the country from my home uh, because I had good internet. And then uh, they, they didn't see it that way. Now they probably do. Yeah. yeah. But like, but they didn't then. Like that was unheard of. They, the boss had to see that you were in there at eight and leaving at five or whatever and uh, that guy, you know, those, ba- those type of people are idiots. You know, you're just you're getting a person to see that they're like, I'm I'm playing solitaire, clearly playing solitaire, <laughs> minesweeper. You know, I'm yeah. not, I'm not working. It's based. On, <laughs> your life was based on perception, not reality. Yeah, they just yeah. want to know they have they own your time and they they want you to sit there. I'm like, you know what you're doing? You're just demoralizing me. You're right. And I'm going to use you. I'm going to. Um, I'm going to lie about my expense claim every month. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going to like. I, I was taught that by uh, by this guy Keith uh, Keith Dixon, who's since passed away. He was. Uh, he he said as soon as we start, I started at this company. He's like, uh, listen, I'll tell you right now. I don't train people. <laughs> I don't train people. I am. I have like a couple more years left of this shit, and I don't train anybody. Like you're on your own. Ask me the odd question, fine, but I'm not here to train you. 
right? Figure it out. But he goes, I will give you one tip. If you need to buy something for yourself, he says, just do this. Uh, figure out how much they pay you per kilometer. Let's say it's 40, 40 cents. Right. Right? Then you take the, let's say you're buying something that's 100 bucks. You divide it by 40, that's uh, 40 cents. Then you know how many kilometers you got to drive. Then you just add that many. You add five kilometers to each trip until that's paid off. <laughs> then you take a little loan for the guy. He's telling me how to do that, right? And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do that. Because you don't get taxed on uh, expense claims, right? right? So you just put in your expense claims or bullshit. The boss approves it. You get, like, cash for nothing, right? And I did that and. uh very successfully for a long period of time. But yeah. the first time you were probably a little <laughs> little nervous. The first time. Um, no, it was coming from a guy that like looked like he'd been doing it for a while. <laughs> even better. And yeah. I was just like, I, I, I had seen how the company, like when I started, this is when I started like in the 90s, right? So like it was a lot looser. Right. It's not probably anywhere close. You probably can't get away with any of that shit now. But like, you probably can't buy a package. It was very loose. Gas station. Like I literally would would put down farm calls. To, like I would do different themes, you know. So I'd go. Uh, I got a farm call to Hogan, to Savage, Steamboat. Really? You know, like I would uh, make up farmer names. Rotunda. Yeah, Rotunda. <laughs> yeah, Snooker. I'm, do- <laughs> I'm doing a snook alone, <laughs> and then. Uh, <laughs> And like nobody would uh, like question it, and I'm just like okay, there there was another couple hundred bucks, you know, like you just <laughs> jello spending money, spending my like I shouldn't admit this, but I don't know if they can come back at me. <laughs> it's too late. Uh, yeah. Too late now. I'm gone forever. But those are great days. And then like you could also uh, at the very beginning of my career, you could go boozing with people. Like if you took a like a person out to lunch, you could just go get drunk with them for the afternoon. You say it was like. Uh, Business. business networking, you know, yeah, business oriented, yeah. I used to see that all the time. Like, I, there was one guy. I don't know. He's probably still doing it. I don't think the guy was ever going to quit. But he would. He. I don't think he ever paid for a lunch. He would just plan a call with one of his, which became his friends, because he ate lunch every day with these people. Then yeah. it's like you're eating lunch with your friends for 20 years. Sounds like an episode of Mad Men. It does. Company. Yeah, like that's yeah. basically what. Yeah, man, it wasn't too far off of that shit yeah. though. They fucked, like, those guys were, well, I remember when, at a training thing one time, there's this, uh, like, old school manager that, like, was there to teach the training, and then we all went out afterwards. He bought, like, he brought us to this, we're at this bar playing pool, and he just, he bought, like, a, a, a ridiculous amount of pitchers of beer, and then two of every app- appetizer on the menu really like, comes out, yeah. And that would have been an awesome time. That was great. And then we went to strip club after, <laughs> and, like, this is, like, all on the... All on the tab. Well, I don't know, but I know that I don't figure this guy's paying for everything. Like, it's got to like be the you company. Didn't, you didn't have to pay for it, so. I didn't pay for it. No, it was all free to me. That's why your bank card fees are so expensive. Oh, yeah. Mm. Exactly. And they would sit there and say, this is lame, man. Back in the old, in our <laughs> days, we used to have, like, way more fun. And everybody's going to bed, what, this course? And then you see the guy the next day, like, teaching the course, and you were out drinking with them until four in the morning, you know? These guys were, like, and they were calling hardcore. Out, they were calling out lame? Yeah, like, they were, because they were saying it was just, like, four of us. Where's everybody else? We should take a first-class flight to Florida every night. Yeah. <laughs> Going to the strip club with people you work with is... Probably awkward. It's weird, man. Yeah, it's like, weird. as in, you don't know, you don't want to be yourself. 
Well, no, you can't do anything. You're like, this is again, this is like evidence against me too. Like, because <laughs> I'm sitting here, right? Like Pete's just bouncing in his chair, like, come on, let the devil out, come on, <laughs> let the let the beast free. Somebody. And you can't. But you keep booking corporate courses in hotels near the airport. <laughs> yeah. What's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's too too easy. <laughs> too easy. Yeah. It's anyway, we should start this show, eh? Meant to be. Sure. We haven't started it yet. Uh, we got to do uh, this thing. I don't know, Beaver. You remember uh, what we do? Let's hit it. The theme song. <laughs> nice. Everybody and welcome to the Dutch Hall. We have a great show here for you tonight. We have the All-Star cast of Season 8 here in the house. And uh, we, um, uh, I think we've got a really good show too. I actually got to do uh, comedy this weekend. And we got some real stories about really crazy people that I got to tell jokes for. And uh, we also, um, oh, I had, uh, had another bit we were going to do. We'll remember it by the end. And we have feedback from uh, from our queen. So this is a lot of stuff to get to. But we have to introduce the people on the show first and foremost. Ladies and gentlemen, running the board immediately to my left, it is Kevin Van Dungeon, everyone. Yeah. Hey, Kevin, let it go all the way through one of these times. Right. There you go, second one. Gotta Suck hear it, it in. Gotta hear Feel it. it all the way through. Yes. And then back in the hall, he's been working away on his baby cigarettes. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Big Dong, Derek, the Beaver <laughs> Van Hooten is here. Yeah. Just throwing data. <laughs> Couple week hiatus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And beside him, we have um, uh, the, the guy who's the best replacement ever. To my good old friend Dave, ladies and gentlemen, Robot Charters is back. Around. Yeah, thanks a lot, Pete. Hey, how are you doing? He's looking shocked today. A little mouth agape. <laughs> <of deep. laughs> Close your mouth. Close your mouth, boy. You, there you go. There you go. <laughs> He's doing well. He's a bit of a mouth breather there for a second. Yeah, yeah. I just spent a week with the real life version of it. He's he's aware of the of the robot now. The real life is he? How'd that go? What? How did that go? Uh, he hasn't met him yet. He hasn't met him. He stayed out of the hall. He, he says he's not ready to meet him yet, but he does know that there's such a thing that exists. He says he's, he's, he's still oblivious to the whole thing because he won't even go look at my social media because he doesn't want to see anything. No. To do with it. <laughs> and, uh, I, he goes, he wants to come into the hall and be introduced properly, properly to 1.0 to 2.0. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, it's going to be weird. It's going to be like a really an awkward uh, thing. I hope you guys are here for it. I do too. But I guess the guy's double vaxxed now. I guess he's uh, ready to he's ready. consider 
making the trip out to the hall. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know if it's, he's going to be on a Tuesday or Thursday. Eh? Maybe he's going to be just a one-on-one or whatever. Well, maybe you got to break in on a one-on-one. Yeah, knows? maybe. But I think we're getting closer to getting the real live version in the hall. But uh, the robot, I think he, he's been uh, he's been doing such a fine job. I don't see him going anywhere. No. And uh, let's all not forget the host of the show. Yeah. Oh, yes. And me, the host of the show and two-time. Two-time. President's Club Award winner, uh, Pete Van Dyke. Yeah. yeah. I've been on these orange... IPA things or whatever these hazy IPAs, a little flavorful. Yes, I'm looking for a Dutch Hall beer mm. to uh, brand. You know what I had uh, the other day? I had a Bud Light Mango. Bud Light Mango. It was Seltzer? delightful. Yeah. Really? Did you have to like swish it around in your vagina and then push it back into the glass? <laughs> I had to pull the panties up a little bit. <laughs> um, uh, but it was it was uh, it felt like it didn't feel like I was drinking beer. Was it, it a, feel was like it a beer one? Yeah, it was oh. Bud Light. Bud Light Mango, and it was, but it tasted awesome. It's like a Rattler or something like a. I don't. I'm not. I've never really drank a Rattler or anything like that, or White Claw or anything. But it fucking tasted like a flavored drink. Like it didn't taste like a beer. Hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the same as these things. Whatever they are, they taste like oranges to me. That's what it kind of yeah tasted like an actual mango. Yeah, yeah. That's good. I want to get a Dutch Hall branded beer. I would be like, I want it to be called. Uh, Dutch Hall Orange IPA, and, and it's like Dutch Orange, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a beer like looks like this. Let me can't see through. Yeah, orange. You know what uh, really tastes good in orange beer is, uh, or not orange beer, but Cronenberg Blanc with an orange in it. Fuck, it tastes good. Or Rickards White. And it, and it looks like that. With an orange in it? Yeah, or Rickards White with an orange in it. Yeah, that's good too. Yeah. Yeah, so, but uh, this IPA thing or whatever, these hazy IPAs, I guess it either tastes like citrus or it tastes like flowers, like the whatever. I like the citrus one, and if I can get a beer like that and put Dutch Hall on it, then I want to brand it and then market it. I think that's enough. If I say to a brewery, I'm like, hey, I'll, you put my name on one of your beers. Just supply me. And then I'll promote the fuck out of your brewery and... This beer, and I'll try to sell it even when I go do live shows. Yeah, I like it. I like, like you that don't style. have to pay me anything other than beer supply. Like, yeah, you're supplying me with the beer, and if I sell the beer, I can sell for whatever I want, right? Yeah, but uh, um, I think it's a deal that uh, they should you're be not asking for. for a lot. Like, I, I'm sh- giving them, I'm give. I'll be promoting them and pushing their product, and they just have to like. Change one of their names, which has nothing to do with anything, to something to do with me. For well, you're not necessarily change the name. You just want to add a nice little asterisk on top that said Dutch Hall. It could be an orange IPA already, but just a. And I would like it if they would put a uh, like a full size statue of me at their. <laughs> but that's it. Those or have names. you swim in the vat? Yeah, that's it. I'm not <laughs> swimming the in like, the actual vat of beer. Like that beer tech or that that deer deer or. A dog flea beer on The Simpsons. Yes, and there's the a dog swimming around yeah. in the beer vat. There's a hint of my uh, musk. I'm not gonna lie, Pete. You're on a good. You're on a good thought process here because, like, just look at Spit and Chicklets. Like they got the fucking pink Whitney. Yeah, yeah. All, and all it is is a fucking pink lemonade and vodka. Like, listen, I can go do uh, a, a whiskey as well or something like that. I know a lot. Of, like, uh, there's a seasonal. You get a winter time. Get a nice whisk. <laughs> oh, maybe have a nice 
hot toddy around the yeah. holidays. <laughs> I'm not against anything. I will push. I just think that booze would be a nice fit. Our audience enjoys booze, yeah. and then they're all waiting to get back into her. And then, uh, and then you know, you're you're not. It doesn't hurt to have a person like push your product. It's not costing you nothing, right? Nope. Yeah. So uh, I think it'll work. I just got to find the right brewery. So if you know anybody, if any of the listeners out there saying, you know what, this brewery would like to do that, get we got to get a Dutch Hall beer going. Yeah. I think that's good. And I also am working on finding a merch provider. I want the right T-shirt. The next T-shirts I make, I want them to be, like, nice, like, uh, comfortable, like, sweet-feeling T-shirts. So, like, you know, the I got one from uh, Fight Stories podcast. Okay. It was, it's great, so comfortable, and then uh, so I'm just going to copy that like brand of shirt or whatever to get the same shirt. Get a nice hoodie going, and maybe a hoodie, Ooh. maybe a nice hoodie. You know what look cool is on the on the hoodie on the brim of the hoodie go live from the Dutch Hall on the brim, right? Yeah, and then a symbol on the back, and then just nothing on the front. Like make your your whole advertising piece on the whole like the whole back, not just a little. I had it that back. it would be my face and body, and then you'd zip, <laughs> you'd zip up the hoodie, like, you know, one of those, like, uh, skeleton things, yeah. but it would be, like, me, just just my face, and people could, uh, or maybe charters. What about a t-shirt that just says two times? Yeah, it's actually, what I wanted to really do is find one of these, like, um, like things where you can just put out as many t-shirt ideas as you can. And then uh, they just make it on demand, like on demand. So, like if you ordered one shirt, then you'd make it. Mm-hmm. And then it, I wouldn't have to. And then you could just like come up with a whole bunch of ideas. You could have a two times one. You could have a, yeah, um, a, "Are you the Haitian dwarf?" T-shirt, picture of a rooster. Yeah, yeah. You, could, yeah you could have stuff like that. You could have um, um, just like a like a, a rooster, and then like a. You could have a picture of a, a big penis and it says dong show on it. You could do anything you yeah do, yeah you could do those underpants. It's on the shirt. <laughs> I'm right. just kidding. I'm just fucking <laughs> right. Dong show underpants. Like yeah, and then uh, you like anything you wanted to. But I, my merch that I actually want to make is the I I heart uh, dick jokes. I just wanted to have a T-shirt that says I heart dick jokes, and then that would be the one I can sell. Um. When I tour, because like, yep. then kind of like I heart New York, like, like I heart New York, but yeah. I would say I heart dick jokes, just a white shirt with I black, I heart, red heart and dick jokes. And that's the whole shirt. Hmm. Simple. Yeah. Uh, not really affiliated with me. There's not my face on it or anything like that, but I would know it's my shirt. And, and those who know, know. those who know, know. right. I heart dick jokes. Yeah. Mine. So I want to get I want to get that made before somebody else does because it's so easy that when I think I, I'll be either I'll, if I wait too long I'll be copying off someone else. You're right. Yeah, I haven't seen someone do that. I haven't seen an I heart dick joke shirt. I'd That's buy a, that shirt. I would too. I seen I club my wife like the club symbol, <laughs> but I've never seen I heart dick jokes. Yeah, I club my wife. Yeah, but oh, the man. but the club symbol from the cards. Yeah, yeah. Or but I it's still referring dog. to uh, beating her right with a club. I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's offside. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I spayed my wife would mean like you fixed her, right? Or you hit her with a shovel. Oh, really? <laughs> I always thought that it would be more like you, you got her tubes tied. That's that's probably the popular belief. But if you would just hit her with a... It'd have to be a spade, though. It'd have to be a spade shovel. Not a square shovel. You'd be clubbing her with that. That's correct. <laughs> right. I diamond my wife 
doesn't make no sense. Well, maybe if you're getting married, but that's just dumb. That's stupid. You don't want, no one diamonds their wife. No. You know? No. Sounds like a neat move. Yeah. yeah. Diamond cutter. Yeah. It's, it's, that's the only one that's not a good verb. No. Oh, and you're stealing off of a wrestler. That's right. Yeah. And, and, um, and he's still pretty popular based on... Hell of a yoga Oh, guy. his DB, his yoga. His yoga. Yeah. He makes, like, people that are, like, uh, almost going to, like... Uh, Die of obesity, and he fucking... Saves them, yeah. 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 That's pretty cool, actually. It is. He's really changed a lot of people. I worked with Jake Snake Roberts on that one show, and he was a, a mess for a while. And I worked with him, he was... He he was like uh, he had a shit together, man. I think he saved him. Huh? Yeah. Him and Razor Ramon or Scott Hall. Yeah, yeah. He, I think he's doing good. He's on that new wrestling now. That yeah. Uh, AEW. AEW. Scott Hall used to save people too. He didn't strike me. He struck no, me more. Scott, Scott Hall got saved by DB oh, by I was Diamond gonna, Dallas Page. I was going to say he'd be one that would be getting saved in yeah. my mind. Yeah, Chico. Yeah. Yeah, he's lucky to be alive. A good old toothpick. I love yeah. the old. Toothpick. <laughs> Yeah, he's lucky to be alive. People be grabbing the tooth. He'd <laughs> fling it in the stands. It's like, that's fucking gross. Hey, yo. Yeah. My wife tried to grab his butt in Guelph. Did she? At a house show. Yeah. I was just telling that story to my kids. She, my wife does not like wrestling, eh? And so it was like, I was in university in like, you know, early 20s. My wife came to visit. She was just my girlfriend at the time. And uh, we went to go see wrestling. And we watched the first half. And we're in the cheap seats. And she's not having a great time. And uh, you're so, having an amazing time. I'm having an okay time. And then it was like uh, it's like a intermission, and so we say, let's go down to the ringside, see if we can uh, meet some wrestlers. Eh? like back by the dressing rooms. So we go down. We see like a couple of the wrestlers back there, and then we go to uh, back to her seats. And my wife's not with us anymore. She's gone. Oh shit! And so we're like, ah, oh, she just went home. She's straight afar. Yeah. But what really happened was we looked down at ringside. She's front row ringside like she's she's like uh, with some old lady and she's like uh what like going like she now she, she's cheering like crazy now and she's reaching over the rail trying to grab at Razor Ramon's butt and stuff like that she took a hard left when you guys all went right <laughs> yeah <laughs> she all of a sudden found, found some old lady super fan and just went like full tits into wrestling like she's yeah. like I'm gonna commit to this yeah she's like when in Rome like let's go all into it and she did and to her full credit, it was like it was more fun for me to watch her because yeah. she just said, "I'm going to get into this." You so know? you're no longer watching the wrestling at hand; you were watching your wife watch the wrestling. Yeah, and she looked like she was having a great time; like she was really like having a great time. And which she, I know, she doesn't like wrestling. Like she's like not even she can't even pretend to like it. She hates it. But sometimes you get in the thick of it, and you got to love it. Then yeah, when you're there. The next time after that you got laid, was it different because she was probably thinking of a wrestler that you didn't anticipate? Oh, uh, you know, I never thought about that, but but <laughs> if you would think was that you're looking for the toothpick, hey yeah. yo, hey, hey yo, kept calling you Chico. Yeah, yeah. She goes, uh, yeah, she wants me to just keep throwing a toothpick in her face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, maybe that is that is weird that that just started happening. <laughs> <laughs> That's our finishing move. Yeah. Um, the, so, the razor's edge. Yeah. Edge, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Anyways, yeah, that was cool because she, she still hates it. But, like, I do like the fact that she, I would be the same way, I guess, though. But, I mean... The closest equivalent is like the bachelorette or the bachelor, you know? My wife likes that. I think it's the worst, right? Like, I, oh, I, I can't I, handle I hate it. it. I, I think it's like just yeah. whores on parade. I, I don't Are you like forced it. to watch it too? 
No, no, it's all, when she watches it, and I don't. I, to be honest, I don't. She hasn't watched it in a long time, so I don't know if she still watches it. But there was a period of our lives where she watched it, and I would not be allowed in the house when it's on. Like I'd have to go to a different floor of the house <laughs> or to a, outside because you got to be quiet and you're not allowed to talk. <clears throat> or would you? Well, because it? I can't stop talking right. when the show's on because it's all of it front to back is fucking remarkable you know like you i cannot re- not remark on it you know like it, it goes against everything that i like understand about life right. you know what is this the parents are gonna agree that this guy's gonna fuck their daughter and two other uh, ladies you know and it's and, okay and then uh, the no like none of <laughs> that's I, real life yeah i know eh? you know like uh, to me if I can't believe how many parties have agreed that this is normal. <laughs> yeah, you know? Exactly. Nothing about this is normal. And then, uh, so it ruins the show apparently when I, well, when now, there's a person yelling my wife said, the whole time. My wife she, said she's <laughs> going to, uh, my wife said now that the, the host got uh, kiboshed. He said some bad things. Yeah, he said some bad things. Oh, Marky things. Mark? Yeah, and uh, my <laughs> wife said she's going to, she's going to, in her own version of protest, she's going to not watch the show. I'm like, I agree. You should just not watch the yeah. show. Don't per- put up with that shit. Personally, I don't give a fuck if the guy's on the show or not. No. I will support the hiatus, though. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah. You gotta be on your wife's side, no matter what. You know no, why? I guess is the it- Bachelorette Now is, inter- is an interesting story. I did hear about this girl, the Bachelorette Now, is that she, may- she got famous because she was a contestant when it was a bachelor, and sh- she was amongst all the women that were trying to, like, woo the guy mm-hmm. and then she became popular because she brought her dildo or something on the on the into the house it was, it was important to her to have really that's awesome. v- vibrator dildo or something like that and then to the point where she, it, she had to start uh, open a new like post office box for all the dildos that fans would send her, you know? <laughs> try this one kind of thing? Yeah, like, because I know you like dildos, so here's something else you can try. No you know, way. Like, that sort of thing. So she still has this. Now she's the lady. She's the one that all these guys are trying to get. Now she tells all the guys, while you're in this house, no jerking off. Really? None of you guys jerk off if I find out about it. You're not the bachelor. You're not going to marry me or whatever. I think I'd just keep a batch on my hand for when she was saying, see you later. <laughs> yeah. If she gave me a rose, yeah. I would immediately just jerk off on the rose. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> Pull a load and give it back to I've her. I've been waiting. <laughs> no woman. So the swinging dicks sorry. everywhere? I know people. I know people in my life. I know people in my life where their wife or girlfriend or significant other, whatever it is, have have like laid down the hard law that uh, masturbating is as good as cheating. Like they've said, like it's the same. I've heard of that before. That's uh, quite, quite the, you know, that's a statement. If I'm going to say this, okay. To anybody out there that's, that's going through this with anyone. If you're listening to this program and your significant other is saying masturbation is as good as cheating. If you're going to go like masturbate to pornography or whatever, it's as good as cheating. I'm going to say this to, I'm going to say this. Okay. Then that person that says this to you has to do whatever you want them to do. That's a good call. Right. So if I'm going to give up jerking off, let's just say the scenario that's 
let's say my wife comes and says, Pete, you can't jerk off anymore. You can never master it. You can never pleasure yourself again or we're through or whatever. I would say to her, okay, then it's a deal, but you have to do whatever I need to satisfy my sexual urges. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you right now, you will not like it or keep up. No, because <laughs> you're coming home from work. You're tired. You are giving me a blowjob. <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah. And guess what? A couple hours later, I actually smoked a joint in the Dutch hall earlier. Got me a little horny. <laughs> I feel like I got some nervous energy. Why don't you just give me a quick blowjob again? <laughs> it's only been an hour and a half since the last one. Yeah, I'm going to need three or four more before I go to bed tonight. <laughs> I am a man. Yeah. <laughs> you need to understand, you're never going to keep up with me, ever. I am doing you a service by jerking off. I am doing you, like, you. I'm saving you the horrible, sad pleasures of milking the gross out of me, which I need once in a while. Yeah. People you know? get killed oh. over that stuff. This is a this. I am doing you a service, and you're complaining about it. Come on. Not to mention, um, well, the one thing I don't know. I think I think the uh, pornography actually does make you worse in bed. What do you think about that? I, I was just wondering if you were going to be allowed to look at pornography while your wife was doing what she needed to do. Because no, you no, were no. not allowed to masturbate. No, I think the pornography is the problem more than the masturbation. I think if the guy was, like, I, I'm thinking about these people who actually have it. I don't think if, if he was just masturbating to his thoughts. That's what you used to have to do. Yeah. God, who could do that now? You know? It's like, who could do that? I think who'd, who'd want to? Who'd want to? My thoughts are just boring. And then your thoughts trail off to something unrelated. No good. Do you ever like like your standards when you look at pornography? Like, don't you think that it's like amazing how high they are? <laughs> like, and then every once in a while you make a choice. Like, you're like, yeah, this one, who's clearly not the best of the group on the page, mm -hmm. but I'm going to stop at this one because there's just something about her. Let's just give her. A she looks like she's having more fun than the rest of them. She's not as attractive. You never go for the <laughs> you never go for the ten the ten, the dimes the more reasonable choice. No, the the fake looking porn stars to me, they're as good as like an old grandma or right. a big fat lady or anything like that. The the ones that are like the stereotypical looking porn star, you know, like the fake boobs and the the just like that cookie cutter, yep, kind of like Playboy pinup look. Yuck! It's not that it's unattractive. In real life, I'm sure it's very nice or whatever. It's just not my thing. And it's not unrealistic. You yeah. like a more everyday kind of gal? I like a girl that looks like, uh, I'm doing this just for you, and if it ever fucking gets out, I'll kill you. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's the type. I'm like, that's like a girl that's like, you're not supposed to see that ever. She's a good sport. Yeah. She's doing this for her husband, and then he betrayed her. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's good. And I feel I, bad for her, but I'm going to keep watching anyways. Yeah. yeah. I don't like it. I, I don't like, uh, I don't like, uh, someone taking, I don't like any of those, any video, if it's a greasy old Eastern European guy who's like coercing you into something, or if like a girl's like stuck and needs a ride and the guy's like, you know, or if, if it's like, uh, 
you know, you're like, uh, uh, this girl's like, um, um, like, uh, she just needs like, um, like a little bit of money for drugs (laughs) 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 or groceries. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, uh, yeah, I don't like that. I like the illusion that it's like a vacation and, uh, this girl's like saying, okay, it's a vacation. So I'm going to invite, uh, I got, I picked up a girl at the hotel lobby bar and me and her are going to fuck you and you can film it because it's your birthday. You don't like the <laughs> girls know? that have been tricked into it in any way, shape or form. No, I like, uh, I, I like the, allu- I know it's all fake. Yeah. Like uh, everything is an illusion. Except for all the step family stuff. That's all real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of, a lot of families going to porn. Right. <laughs> Allegedly, <laughs> none of them look like family business, yeah. eh? Well, I guess they're all steps, so yeah, steps. So yeah, a lot of divorce, children of divorce. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand that. I don't understand that at all. No. I don't understand how that became such a huge thing. It's like a huge category now, of porn. And it's like the most popular category Step. of porn in the United States. The most popular category of step porn mom. is like stepbrother, stepsister, stepmom, stepfather, all that like incestual yeah, it's stuff. Weird. weird. It's gross, man. Americans are fucking different, though. I don't think we're far off, though. Like we're usually just no. I'm not saying I'm not. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm just saying different. I think Beef's saying they started it. They started it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't really see like Germans uh, step. Porn. Step in poo porn. Yeah, it's German like shit on your face porn. Yeah, it's yeah. German uh, like uh, uh, what are they? They're like a fuck a fuck a like a mule, you know? Yeah, that's a more likely to be German. <laughs> but uh, you're gonna see like if you're gonna see Asian porn, it's gonna be uh, like uh, some girl who's making a noise that you never heard a girl ever make <laughs> <laughs> with sex, right? <laughs> Is that weird or what? The noise is different. It's not like a regular. Yeah, it's like an eye. <laughs> not that I've ever seen it. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a different sort of yell or something they're doing, and it doesn't seem like they're enjoying it as much. It seems almost like they're crying or or acting or what it is. But it's I don't like it. It's not pleasure. No, it seems it seems terrible. And also, they're not supposed to look sexy. No. And in, in, in Japanese culture, at least, they don't want you to look sexy. They want you to look cute. Some of those know. game shows are crazy too. Japanese game shows. Wow. <laughs> I've seen some. I they think. used to be on TV a lot more than they are now. I yeah. think they used to fuck people up big time. Well, on those I think shows. I was <laughs> just going to say people had to have died because they used to be all over the the, the satellite. Now you don't see it much. Yeah, yes. Some guys getting like crushed in a trash compact. And I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember like uh, it was like somebody was like there was like one of these public toilets. I was at one of these things in uh, France one time, and you got to, like, put money in, and then they'll let you go in the public toilet, but it's, like, in the center of, a, like, a town square. Like, you're in the busy park, you know? But there's this little building. You put your money in, you go into it, and uh, you take a shit or whatever. And there's, like, six of them, like, in a, in, like, a, it's, like, a, you know, like an octagon kind of building, and... Each little pie thing is on a shitter or whatever. You're all shitting. Anyways, so the Japanese version of this one, there was like a guy that went into one of these things. And then all of a sudden, the fucking like curtain drops. 
and the whole like exterior wall of this thing is like an, a two-way mirror. What? Right. So the You're guy, the person, the guy in the bathroom can see everybody through the two-way mirror. Oh. So it looks like it's a window. Oh, he thinks he's being watched. So he thinks the thing drops, <laughs> and even though he can just see the street, they can't see him. They'd see a mirror. He thinks like, "Oh my God!" Like, so you get or, to watch his reaction. So you watch the reaction, but they're showing the guy taking a shit, and then so it's like, and then reacting like on the they have a camera so, in his shitter. So fucked up. So it's like <laughs> it's like just for laughs gags, except it's the Asian version. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. But they always go further. Like it's like they don't have lawyers and they don't value human life. No standards. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like they pass standards. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, it's very good. It's very good. <laughs> I I highly recommend it. I like. I love foreign television. Uh-huh. I like download the apps to watch British television all the time because to me British television, it just it's, it makes me laugh because it's. Uh, they do things that we can't do here, like we can't get away with. And a lot of times, it seems like they have real people, and they're, like, it seems like they're real. Like it doesn't seem like they're like a bunch of beautiful actors and actresses or whatever. Mm-hmm. It seems like they're just like a bunch of like actual ugly people. And uh, to me, I like that about <laughs> British television. And I love Mexican soap operas because they're like over the top and they're great. You know, um, you don't find yourself staring at the subtitles. No. No, I don't even like care about <laughs> what's going on. I like to figure it out without subtitles to, to just like watch it in Spanish and try to figure out what's going on based on the overacting. <laughs> <laughs> and then you do follow the storyline. You can follow the storyline. I have a hard time wa- watching anything with subtitles. I end up gay- I end up stuck on the subtitles instead of watching the show. I know that's how I thought about with uh you know that movie Life is Beautiful? You ever heard of that one? No, I haven't heard of that. It's like a Roberto Benigni. It's about uh it's an Italian movie. It was nominated for like best picture and uh I think he got best actor for it, which I he didn't deserve. <laughs> but the the Roberto Benigni, so it's about this Italian guy, he's like Jewish and then the <laughs> And then uh Italian guy, but he's Jewish. I don't know why. Yeah, he's an Italian Jewish guy and then he uh he goes to a concentration camp with his kid, his little boy, and uh, the whole time, uh, like he wants to convince his boy that uh, the boy that he's just like in a like some sort of like summer camp, you know, like what? it's like a fun thing. He's like, "Hey, if I pretend we're not like at a work camp where they're going to murder us all, then uh, like I'm just going to pretend it's like he's goofing around with the soldiers. He's yeah. pretending he's like to make the kid laugh, you know." And then eventually they murder him, and then the kid uh, is sad or whatever. And then uh, that's the movie, right? But it's all in another language. It's in Italian. So I was, like, going to the theater to watch it, and I'm like, this is fucking impossible. I'm not going to be able to read the whole time, you know? Like, it's, right. it's too much. But then uh, it turned out I didn't even think about it. And now my kids put subtitles on everything, and uh, I can't hear fucking nothing. So if I don't read subtitles, I don't... I can't hear anything because nobody will shut up most of the time. You know? Oh, really? Like, it's a loud house I live in. And I got vaulted ceilings in the one room, and it's... Echo? Yeah, I think I got to put... You got you can put, like, a little, like, um, um, what do you Baffles? call them? Baffles? Like, like a little vent? Yeah, they're kind of like... It's kind of like a, like a 
just a corner be like a corner like what do you a right angle whatever you call that like a right angle change the direction of the sound and you just you you it's just like you know what i mean like it's just like square a piece of metal or or a piece of something mm-hmm. that is just like a right angle yeah. and you'd screw the one thing into your wall and the other thing would just hang down by that little bit i don't think that would be aesthetically pleasing it's not aesthetically pleasing but apparently <laughs> if you do that in like strategic spots yeah then it'll like break the thing up but if you have like a smooth scene like it just echoey and bounces yeah. it makes it incredibly loud and uh i i can't hear myself think so without subtitles i can't fucking figure out what anything's going on because everyone's just yapping all the time and i can't hear what's going on in my programs maybe you should carpet your ceiling i would love to carpet shag carpet yeah man God damn it. I wish the 70s were every year. I wish it was just nice. <laughs> nice orange, yellow shag carpet on that ceiling. Yeah. No more echo. I love the 70s, man. If I had to pick one decade, that's my decade. That's your decade. 70s, yeah. 70s. Imagine the shit that's caught in carpets from the 70s. Oh, fuck. The stuff fuck. you'd find in shag. Oh, it'd be mostly, it would be like, there'd be some car keys in there. <laughs> there'd be some, definitely some jizz. Yep. There'd be uh, uh, lots of... Uh, lots of food. Lots of crumbs. Maybe some crumbs, yeah. Yeah, there'd be some crumbs. A slice of, of pizza. Maybe some... Uh, yeah, some ambrosia. <laughs> Might find some ambrosia from yeah. the 70s. Yeah. What else was big in the 70s? Uh, those spikes. Those hair spikes. Oh, a lawn dart. A lawn dart. A lawn sure. dart. Yeah. yeah. You might find a lawn dart. Maybe a wood-burning kit. A wood-burning kit, Yeah. A nice wood burning kit. For sure, there'd be one of those. In there. Oh, I had a wood burning kit. Soldering gun, all stuff kids should play with. Oh yeah, like a bag of glass. <laughs> <laughs> bag of glass. Here's some marbles for your toddler. Yeah, we got to do. Um, we should do the segment, eh? That yeah. we call uh, feedback. We got feedback. We got feedback. Uh, welcome to Feedback. We got feedback. Uh, this week's segment is brought to you by our friends at Amazon. If you'd like to go to our website, livefromthedutchhall.com, and you click on the Amazon banner, you do your Amazon shopping, and guess what? We get the money. We get not all the money, but we get a little bit, and then that's a little bit less money that goes into Jeff Bezos's cock rocket ship. <laughs> That just got landed in space. <laughs> yeah. And when are those guys going to die? Someone has to die. Someone has to die. Every There's an astronaut that always dies. A one billionaire has got to die. I thought it was going to be Bezos for sure today. Is that going to be another segment? Which billionaire is going to not make Ooh. it? Which billionaire dies first trying to outcock the other one? Got to be Bezos. Got to be Bezos. Is the Virgin Records guy doing it now too? Yeah, yeah, he did it already last week, and his spaceship looked fucking cool. Yeah, like it did. a record. And no, uh, he had like this biplane thing that would bring up the regular plane, and then it e- and then yeah, and then it drops it. So it, the the thing in the middle free falls for a bit. Yeah, until it gets out of the way of the other ship, and then it takes its own rocket off, and it goes up into the upper. Uh, I got a question or whatever. How long do you think it took Branson to th- come up with that little? Uh, uh, like Armstrong's speech that he said when he hit space. Oh, I never saw I, it. Oh, he's like, hey, children, you know, I spent my, I, 
I spent I, w- I was a child once looking at the stars, and yeah. now I'm in the stars, like something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, him and Barack Obama made it when they were swimming together. Probably. Yeah. I don't know what his idea is, but Branson's ideas, which I like, is that his plan is that you take off from a regular airport, like a regular airport runway, with and then you go off, and then you would um, once you hit the like. You leave the atmosphere and go into like the what, what the stratosphere or whatever. Uh, you can go way faster, right? You can go like uh, there's less friction, right? So you can go like way way faster. So his idea is to actually do it for commercial flights that you can get from like London to Shanghai in three hours or something like Probably that. Probably less fuel too. Yeah, and you're able to like take off from an airport, really then do your thing, and then land at an airport again. Hmm. And trying to minimize air traffic. Yeah, by going into a part of space that's no one travels in right now, and there's less shit up there, so you should be able to go super fast. So you should be able to tra- travel the globe faster. That's he, his idea. He did. I seen the video of him like unbuckle. Like everybody's unbuckled already. Right? They're all floating. Yeah. And then I seen the video. It's almost like he's like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Like yeah. he's like. And then he unbuckles, and then you slowly start seeing him float, and he's like, he, almost like he didn't know what to do, eh? He, like, he hit the roof of the fucking <laughs> plane, and he was like, fuck, now what do I do? That's the way he's going to die. Fuck yeah. his head and have an aneurysm. Yeah. Like, I don't think Musk is going to space, is he? He's busy. He's I think got- he's sending people. Like, he wants to go to Mars, but he's not going to Mars. No. Like, I think that, like, his ship is going, and there's astronauts on it, and they're interacting with the International Space Station, and it's, like, still part of a greater Plan. program yeah. for space exploration, and it's not to do with him. See, no. I think he looks Where those of, other two dudes are, like, doing it for them. It's like a... Right. Like a... Like like a bucket, pissing, it's a bucket list for them. Like a pissing competition. Too, yeah. Right? Like whereas, just, yeah. Whereas Musk is like, I need to be on land, and I need to figure all this shit out for you people. Yeah, he's like, I want to. We should be a, a two a inter interplanetary species. Yeah, because it would um, increase the chances of our survival past um, whatever catastrophe is going to take humans out. Well, now there's now there's a big big thing online about fucking like all the the UFO sightings and all that. How Area Fifty One's got to give up all this shit and stuff. So. I can, the UFO thing is like confirmed, right? There's actual yeah. UFOs and stuff, and that they've like uh, there's nothing that anyone can do, right? No, like so, like, uh, like that's one of those things. Like when it comes to UFOs and aliens, if they found us, uh, we're fucked. Like we can't. We're at their mercy. If we wanted to like do anything to protect ourselves, we can't. We absolutely cannot. Because they found us. Yeah. No, we can't find anything. We can't even come close. These guys got us owned. There's no way we're going to compete. Like, anyone that's bravado in a situation like that, you're you're a fucking idiot. Like, they found us. But what I'm saying is, is like, like that that scenario is, is being talked about a lot. So... The the Bezos Musk and Branson thing is being pushed more to get out there, you know. I guess so, yeah, because then so that we do kind of catch up or whatever. Yeah, yeah, we just put it right in those Martians' faces. Look at us. Yeah, the one thing that we're really close to, I guess, within like I think within two or three years, they say we're going to have the nuclear uh, fusion, 
I think, right? Now we do fission mm-hmm. and fusion. They almost have it figured out, so they're going to be able to like um, they're control gonna be able to it, split atoms, and like and and not split. Right now we're splitting atoms, right? Yeah. And this one would be co- combining Pressing them. Oh, I was- combining them or something like that. But you're basically just throwing water in this thing, right? Because you just need like hydrogen, like atoms, and then. But it, because it's so much energy, and if you can contain it, then it can like power you in infinitely. You know, like forever and ever, you just have infinite power. But the problem up until now was the control. Yeah, you can't contain it, right? Yeah, can't. But they got they they like a couple years away from having it figured out. They got it already somewhat contained. I I read, and then so they figure they're a couple years away from being able to like be able to next do this on a commercial. Next uh, thing you know, it'll be in a battery kind of thing. But every plan that Musk has about going to Mars involves this technology existing. Oh. And without this technology existing, Mars doesn't happen. It's a lot of theory right now because... Yeah, they're saying, waiting. like, we, when we get to this point where we can do this, hopefully this technology is also there and we can then do both of these things. Right. Because, like, um, so especially if you're trying to have power on Mars... For a long period of time. Oh yeah, you know you you this this sort of technology would be um, make things a hell of a lot easier. Yeah, it's a know? seven month trip, right? Just to get there. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and then once you have time. once you have one of those things, it's like self making its own energy the whole time. You can really go as like you can travel space forever. You don't have to ever yeah. stop at a gas station, right? Here's a question: If you had a free ticket to Mars, would you go? Is it already inhabited? Oh, just like generic question. Oh, just yeah. to go. Well, no. If it was, a, if it was, if I was a, the one of the first to go, no. Right, me too. Be- because I'm going to die. Like those people are going to die. Like most of them will die. Accidents happen. It's just like the un- the unknowns are too great, and the risks are like it's just so much that so just, many. Risks. I just watched a movie, The Martian, the other day with. Uh, What's his name? Matt Damon. Oh, Matt Damon. It's a good movie, actually. If you like that one, you should watch on Disney Plus. There was one called Mars, just at Mars, and it was half, half like documentary where they showed the the SpaceX program with Musk and them, and it was half uh, fictional where they go to 2035 and they show the first crew going to Mars and then. Setting up the colony and all the things you have to do to set up the colony and all the things that can go wrong. Oh shit! Hmm. It's really cool because you can you see like how absolutely ridiculously dangerous it is. Every aspect of it is so dangerous. Oh, yeah, there's and nothing about it that's going to yeah. be safe. And so much things can go wrong. So like I'm not going anywhere until pretty much a, like at least like a, a third of my friends have said they've done it and it's worth the money. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm not doing it. You've calculated this. Yeah. <laughs> what would you do? Because, like, today Bezos went into space. Bezos uh, went up. It was like a 10 or 11-minute total trip. You go straight up into the upper atmosphere. You look down at the earth. You maybe you get weightless for a second or two. You come back down. It's 10 minutes. How much would you pay for that experience? I don't know. Like, what do you think the consumer... A lot, like like what what would be like where you think the average Joe would consider it a ten minute 
It's basically a ride. Like yeah. you're you're going to like a, a very fancy ride, and you're going into into space for a little bit, like ten minutes. That's it. Ten and minutes. The average person, like the word, the the phrase ten minutes sounds like no time, right? Yeah. yeah. It sounds so. You, it like to the average consumer, they'd be like, oh, I wouldn't be spending more than a thousand bucks on that. Uh, I was thinking, Again, I was thinking a thousand bucks. That's what it always comes down to. A thousand bucks. You could do it for a thousand. And I was like, would it be like a uh, ship full of like you know 100 passengers right like once you hit yeah. like hours when you're saying the word hours that that obviously is going to cost more money i wonder but how this, boring it would be after 10 minutes the when this it, like it's going to take you longer to get up there than it is for you to be there i think yeah. 10 minute that 10 minute trip you're fucking exhilarated like you're exhilarated. right but i'm just saying it like how long did it take them to get up into the stratosphere yeah the whole thing was just the was just like a like crazy whole 10 minutes i bet yeah like maybe there was two minutes of break and then you're coming back down again yeah yeah and then uh so it's like violent and crazy i imagine so when they went up like there was so they had pilots obviously or that's what i don't understand about bezos's thing they just showed these four people and there's like bezos his brother who's nobody some old lady who has like an aeronautics background, but she's an old lady, like a right. legit old lady, not like she's, older. She's collecting pension. <laughs> like, yeah, she's a senior citizen. And then some teenager. Who, uh, who made the app that they're using off an iPhone to oh. get that ship up. The- <laughs> Maybe. There Maybe, you go. Yeah. It's like, I really thought they were going to die. These ones, that was the, so <laughs> that, mu- it must be controlled from home. That was the team that was set up to die. I thought so. That yeah. was, would make this all interesting. If someone, w- there was Apollos that didn't make it out of the atmosphere. Oh man. Uh, like so many of, of, of astronauts full of talent. Yeah. Maybe and, it's all a conspiracy. Maybe it was all just film. We're talking the Amazon man. And you look at um, <laughs> how many of space uh, SpaceX's um, rockets. rockets blew up. Yeah, Lots. yeah. You know, like uh, like I don't remember like one of these other guys, and they probably had failures too. All these guys probably had failures, but like the every space program's had a catastrophic failure. Yeah. It's taken the life of everyone on board the ship, like the Russian program, the American program, like yep. they all had like travesties, multiple, like this, and all, every program, Apollo, the, the space shuttle program, yep. they both had blow ups that killed everybody, you know? Yeah. So these billionaires too will die eventually, right? Someone's got to so. blow up. Yep. I would really would have thought it was Bezos today. I like really it thought happen. Yeah. Too bad for Amazon. They keep going up, I guess. But uh that's Am- that's the Amazon ad. <laughs> I wondered how we got there. And then uh oh yeah, better help if uh, you have something that's uh holding you back in life or you got some problems, you can always go to uh, betterhelp.com/dutchhall. That's uh betterhelp.com/dutchhall. Better H E L P dot com slash Dutch Hall. I said three times. You know, it, and I do believe that um, everybody should really uh, fix themselves if they can. The one thing about Better Help that I really like is that uh, you can uh, switch. If you don't, if you're not getting what you want there, you switch. You can get something else. You know, keep finding. If you don't like it, you cancel at any time. You know, that's how uh, uh, Better Help works. So, uh, there, what's the harm? You know, you can do it. It's cheaper than regular offline counseling. It's not a click for a better tomorrow. 
Yeah, you got oh. it. That's better. H-E-L-P dot, uh, slash Dutch Hall. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com. And uh, who else do we got? Mm, we'll get a Patreon. Talk- Go to Dutch uh, Patreon.com slash Dutch Hall, and you can join this lady, our queen, who gave us a piece of feedback. <laughs> Patreon. Again, that's Patreon.com slash Dutch Hall. Now, we have one Patreon supporter and that's her queen jen husko and jen husko she listened to the one great stories and great bands you know that one where beaver told a story and then i told the char stag story and in between we ranked all the bands <laughs> yeah story well jen really liked that episode and you know what i was in a weird place myself so i thought it sucked and then uh turns out it didn't suck it was actually a good show oh right on yeah in the room sometimes things don't seem that good or maybe I got a. I feel like I'm talking too much, but I don't think like like um, it's entertaining because I I'm not a big fan of myself, you know, more so than that. And then all of a sudden I get a message like this from Jen. It says, "They sure were great stories!" Exclamation point. Ooh. You know, I'm like, oh, I thought they were like, we bombed. And then he goes, "I'm sure there's more to tell. Seems short, and I didn't want it to end. And that was not a short episode. It was a regular length episode." But she thought the whole episode seemed short. But when you got good stories going on. But there really wasn't much more to tell. No. Uh, especially in the one story. Like, like Charters put the <laughs> thing in her mouth. And then we took him off the stage. We wiped him down with paper towels. And then he complained that his crew shirt had paint on it. And he missed his... Uh, he, he's, Teresa's is going to be mad at him. Like, it was not at all... Like, there was no... I'm not leaving out details. Because we don't live a very exciting life. To be honest. The funniest part, like if we were out banging whores, Who right? Whores. Um, and I was leaving that out of the story. Let's say that's the thing. Uh, like, uh, it's boring. I don't even think that's a near, If I had a choice, you can like pay a prostitute to have sex with you, or you can watch your friend <laughs> blackout drunk shove a paintbrush into a stripper's mouth and make her teeth fluorescent orange and when go, she yells at him it'll glow in the dark i go paintbrush all day long yeah man that is hilarious i'm doing it all the time mm-hmm. i don't need the sex i'll get like it, it, that sex story that i would tell about banging the prostitute would be it, sad and it'd end in a hurry yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it would be, and no, also n- I, no pun intended or pun intended. I actually believe that um, that even even if my brain was to say, you know what, I don't value my relationship with my wife, and I choose to commit adultery with you a know, with 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 a prostitute or something, I would uh, my penis would uh, go on strike. I disagree. Yeah, he would. He's faithful. Yeah. My penis is faithful. Yeah, I think my penis would never. Uh, uh, work with another girl. I think it wouldn't. I think it's true because it's full of guilt. It would be so full of guilt. There's no way I can get a boner with guilt. If you're thinking, you're stinking. That's what they say. That's what they say, right? And I would be thinking. There's no way I would be able to cheat on my wife and not think about it. Mm -hmm. And if I did that, then my dick wouldn't work. Right. So then what's the point? So that's why I wouldn't even try. But, you know, I do want to uh, bang uh, girls. Like, that still crosses my mind. I'm still a man, right? Like, I'm right. still a man, right? But something interesting happened at a show. 
But I got to read this feedback first. And then I'll tell you the story about this girl at the show on the weekend. Because normally something would happen and it didn't happen. Anyways, uh, they sure were uh, more to tell. I also enjoyed the discussion about the greatest bands. I have lots of opinions about that. Keep it coming. Thanks for all the shout-outs, your queen. So, of course, I said, well, what's your, what, I need more to know more about your opinions. Ooh, feedback and response. Because you're our queen. Yeah, he replied. This is... So she said, well, my opinions are based only on my taste, and they're awesomest according to me. I'm like, yes, that's what opinions are. That we... <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was shouting my choices out, as you guys consider bands for the top ten, as I was listening. Rolling Stones are number one for sure. You got that right. Hmm, very nice. Hey. Uh, I was very reluctant at the time to join the 90s grunge thing, so I can't say much about that. And if you're considering solo people like Elton and Bowie, don't forget some girls like Janice. Ah, good call. Now, I do think that if we go through that whole thing, we didn't do There's not a lot of girls on that. No, we never, uh, we never gave that a chance. So let's just do for Queen Jen... A quick revise. A quick top five female rock acts. All right, of all time, rock just rock. Well, what are you gonna say? What What about like an Amy Winehouse? Is she rock? Yeah, I think so. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, I would say so too. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Grace Bands. Like if you want that, but it, or. That are I would say rock like I what if if you had something from a different genre I, I would uh, you consider it I would consider it yeah okay because sometimes I would consider like a country star or a rock star mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know like if you said like a Johnny Cash I would be like eh, he's a rock star yeah you know? like even though he's saying country music but um, Janis Joplin of course she, she had a great voice but she was taken before her time I don't know how many have you know like when I'm talking about greatest female. Like uh, rock star, well, heart, 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 heart is is I would say more accomplished than Janis Joplin because like uh, they they had longevity, right? Right. Because they didn't die as much. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They did some. They did better at living for sure. Yes, they did yeah. way better at that. Yep. Um, so yeah, Hart's got to be on the list. Stevie Nicks. I think you got to go Stevie Nicks. Uh, you definitely have to go with, um, let's get a Canadian gal in there. Oh, uh, you got to go with Lance Morissette. Lance Morissette. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the good old Canada day sash Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> She's at every event. <laughs> or Lance Morissette. Yeah. Or no, sorry. Uh, Atlanta miles. Yeah. And, uh, Black Velvet. <laughs> <laughs> but I bet I'd say Lance Morissette, though, her her career would stand up as being, like, a greater rock act at this point. She's probably, like, Hall of Fame material, right? Who is that beauty? Lita Ford? Samantha Fox? Oh, yeah. Both those are stink, stinkers, yeah, though. they're stinkers. Let's say... Um, uh, okay, so we got Janice, uh, Stevie Nicks, maybe Hart. Yeah. Lance Morissette for the Canadian content. Keep the CRTC happy. But she's also good. No, no, she's good, though. Yeah, yeah. Who's the one that's, uh, I'm drawing a blank, married to Blake Shelton? Is that the uh, oh. the No Doubt Girl? No Doubt Girl. Um, 
Gwen Stefani. Gwen Stefani. Gwen Stefani. She ain't no hollaback girl. I'm, I'm, I'm just. Yeah. What I'm saying though is, yeah, yeah. I, I put her up there. Top female. Yeah. To be honest, she's like had a good rock career. I'm gonna yeah. have to put her in there. And there's not many, there's not many like her, right? Like she, she yeah, rocked rock, out. rock ladies who really uh, kick ass, like. Like for that matter, like uh, Navril Levine, for yeah, example, yeah. like is she uh, is she considered? Like I would say no, but maybe because there's so few. Well, and you're saying no, be- maybe because there's not as much like nostalgia to the name. I'll tell you, I'll tell you a, a new act, a new band that I don't think she's there because she hasn't been around maybe long enough yet. But I like her so much, and I think she's so eclectic and. Uh, uh, but uh, she's only a member of a band. But I think she still has a drink. It's St. Vincent. Have you ever seen St. You know what St. Vincent? You, you did a big build up there. I have no idea who you're St. Vincent. Yeah. Look them up. They're a good band. She she kicks ass, man. Number one, she's she's uh, got great guitar skills, like great <laughs> guitar licks. Two, she's cool as fuck, and her she sounds like Prince or something. Like uh, it's really she's really good. Saint Vincent, I like I like her, but uh, I can't put her on this all time great list yet. Annie Lennox. Oh, Annie Lennox is a, is a, is a good one to put on the list. Yes, thank you. That that's one that we definitely would have. Joan Baez. Nope, I'm joking. And uh, you look at a you look at someone like uh, Cheryl Crow. Uh, you know, you, you, she's got a she's got a pretty uh, kick ass career, Cheryl Crow. You pretty, can't, pretty good musician. You can't not put her on there, and she's got a great voice, beautiful face. Yeah, she does have a she does have a nice she, she has a nice uh, hooper, a nice backside, <laughs> a nice derriere. But uh, you know, she's got a bit of a flat chest. I'm going to say that out loud. Yeah, but maybe it's just because she was a little old when she got famous. Yeah. I think she was Michael Jackson's backup singer. Yes, she was. Yeah. She was Michael Jackson's backup singer. Beautiful woman. Hmm. Uh, but, uh, and good. And she, you got to consider her. Annie Lennox is a good one. I forgot about her. Oh, how about Patti Smith? Or, like, is she from The Pretenders? Yeah, I think so. Joan Jett. Oh, Joan Jett. She loves rock and roll. Yeah. Uh, or Pat Benatar. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Uh, what's the other what about one? The, the Bangles. Uh, bl- uh, <laughs> walk like an bananarama, bananarama, or uh, what's the name? What who did they say before that? It was uh, Patty Smith, and you said somebody. Uh, Pretenders, the Bengals, Bananarama. Oh fuck! What about four non blondes? Yeah, that's no. an eighties act, nineties act, right? Right. She's a good producer, but she did it. They were just like a one hit wonder. You can't give them anything. Uh, I'm trying to think of a chubby girl, blonde chubby hair, chubby girl from the '90s. Duffy, <laughs> uh, oh, Rita McNeil, that's Re- a country act. Yeah, Rita yeah, Mc- country act. People who love Rita McNeil, eh? Yeah, like that's, uh, that's kind of like a wholesome family act. Or Anne Anne Murray. Anne Murray, yeah, she's hot. <laughs> <laughs> Anne Murray's lesbian, eh? Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Good yeah, point. Anne Murray is a lesbian. I'm pretty huh. sure. Most of our uh, great Canadian artists are lesbians. Jane Arden is she a lesbian? No, I don't think so. Kitty Lang is. No. Yeah, I heard that. Really? Wow. Yeah, I heard that. Huh. From 
my eyes. <laughs> I heard it with my own two eyes. Yeah. What about uh, it's not a not a um a rock act, but a pretty successful Madonna. Pretty successful. Yeah, like Madonna when she goes in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you're like, Madonna is a rock act. Yeah. Lady Gaga is a rock act. Like really, because she's. She's like a There's parts a of her act star. that's not, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, like, I know she's pop, but, like, there's a certain amount, there's that attitude that she doesn't give a fuck, you right. know? That puts her in that category. That puts her in a rock. Yeah. And some of her songs are very rock, but, like, some of her songs are country and some of her songs are pop. Well, and... the movie kind of pulled her into the countryside. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But she did that big band with Tony Bennett. Yeah. Now they're doing a concert, her and Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett's 95 years old, oh, right? Right. 95 years old, and... They're going to wheel him out on stage? And he's got uh, <laughs> Alzheimer's disease. Oh, boy. And it's oh been boy. it's been getting real bad yeah, since so, the pandemic. They've noticed it's real so bad. So imagine what that set list looks like. Oh, we're just going to kind of th- shoot from the hip here. So they're going to put out 95-year-old Alzheimer's-ridden Tony Bennett with Lady Gaga. I am going to pay whatever you charge me for that. I want to watch that guy shit his pants on stage. And break a hip. (laughs) (laughs) And then think it's the 40s again. And then just start sexually harassing. Hey, toots. (laughs) Yeah. That guy's guy's definitely saying something offside. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, like... I, I, I watched Tony... Like, my dad doesn't like Tony Bennett. He used to always say Tony Bennett was like the... The guy from The Godfather that they... uh, Oh, uh, uh, Fredo? No, the one that they were like, they were going to make this one guy a star or put him in a movie or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he says, I'm not putting that guy in a movie. And then they put the horse head in his bed or whatever. Well, that uh, dude is, I think universally it's accepted that that's based on Frank Sinatra. Yeah. But my dad was convinced it was based on Tony Bennett because he thought Tony Bennett had no talent. He thought Tony Bennett's voice was just like, it sounded like he was whispering. He didn't get it. You know, like he didn't understand Tony Bennett's voice. Anyways, so I grew up kind of like sharing that same opinion because I heard it so many times over the years. I just thought it was the way it is. You know, I heard my dad have that opinion. I kind of shared it. But then I was, I saw Tony Bennett in concert because I went to that Neil Young uh, benefit concert that he did for the, the Bridge School. And I went to the 25th anniversary concert in, uh, it was in Northern California and, um, uh, Tony Bennett performed in just outside of San Francisco and he's saying, I left my heart in San Francisco or whatever. Uh, and he comes out and I tell you, uh, it was a rock crowd, like the whole other, like the, right after Tony Bennett was a Foo Fighters, you know? So like. Like, uh, even the Foo Fighters, how the fuck are we supposed to follow that? Yeah. Because Tony Better came out saying, I left my heart in San Francisco. The crowd's, like, floored. And his voice is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what he was doing was phenomenal. You saw immediately this guy's talent was, like, beyond, like, like you, you could tell the years that this guy had, like, dedicated to his craft or whatever, you know? Yeah. And he was just out there with like such subtle movements and owning the crowd, you know, and like belting it out. Right. It really, really like put all the hairs on edge on your arm, you know, like it just was really something. 
And uh, and then the, even the Foo Fighters came out there. They were feeling the same way, you know, watching them. And they're like, and now we're supposed to follow? Them? Yeah. You know? How like, the fuck are we going to do this? And, of course, they did by just fucking being the Foo Fighters. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, but, like, yeah, like, intimidating for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, this guy is an extreme talent, but I would uh, much rather watch him fuck Fair. up <laughs> i hope they do this thing live you know yeah because there's going to be a situation that needs to be controlled that can't be controlled right well, yeah there's a lot of uh you you, you probably want to do this thing where you can, like yeah yeah where you can cut everything out yeah but uh i would like to see it live action with the actual shitting of the pants and like, <laughs> crazy stuff and you know the racist outbursts whatever is going to happen because it's going to really really old person that's not doesn't quite have control of his faculties to be able to watch that that is entertainment you know so that's a good lesson when it's not your family you know like it's somebody else's family absolutely (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's at their expense yeah (laughs) yeah you gotta watch saying like oh thank god someone else has to put up with that guy do you think uh do you think our queen will be happy with our list of girls well out of all those girls i don't know who's the best but i'm telling you steven tyler it's a weak list, isn't it, compared <laughs> to men? Steven Tyler. <laughs> I think uh, the moral of the story is men are better. Uh, <laughs> if I put Amy, Amy Winehouse on that list, I think she'd be doing pretty well. Yeah. She's very list. talented. Like, uh, because she's actually kind of like the most like iconic rock star, you can't really say Jan- anyone's bigger than Janis Joplin. Like, mm-hmm. you, cu- you couldn't say anyone's more iconic or synonymous with rock and roll than Janis Joplin, I would say. Yeah. She's like kind of the p- first, like the pioneer. She's going to be like the Elvis of the mm-hmm. women, right? Yeah. But uh, the best, the best total catalog, man, we t- I think you'd have to be... I think we need like a more experienced... Someone that knows more about... Yeah, to make that call. Yeah, but like successful rock star women. You're almost like, how about Pink? How about Pink? Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's a good call. Yeah. Because she's kind of like pop and rock. Like she's kind of got a rock edge to her. I think she's rock and roll. Yeah. I know her music's poppy, but she seems rock and roll. Because she fucking kicks ass, man. They had a special on uh, it might have on Netflix or Disney or something like that where they showed that she did like four shows at Wembley. Mm-hmm. Like they sold out four shows there. Yeah. That's unbelievable. And then she knows it's got you got to play to Wembley, so it's big. So she's got to like uh, make her act real big, you know. So she's doing like silk acts where she's fucking an acrobat from the ceiling, and she's like singing upside down and shit like that. Like talk about like putting on a show. Yeah, it was um, it was unbelievable. So I don't know. I'm gonna have to put I'm gonna have to put Pink pretty high on that list. Yeah, I think so too. I uh, did a quick search. Yeah. Best rock star women. Yeah. What do you got? Your number one is correct. Pink? No. You said Janice. Janice Joplin. Janice okay. Joplin. Anne and Nancy Wilson. Hart. Which is Hart, yeah. Stevie Nicks. Wow. Oh, wow. We got him off the hop. The Runaways. And I disagree. Karen O. Don't know who that is. Don't know who that is. Haley Williams. It's getting pretty fucking thin. Meg White. Meg White? Yeah. Come on. Nice. Give me a break. She was an ornament. Uh, and Brittany Howard. 
Brittany Howard, fuck, that's a good one. Is that Ron Howard's daughter? No, Brittany oh. Howard is from Alabama Shakes. Oh. <laughs> no, that was the most, 12 most influential women in rock and roll. Patti Smith wasn't on there or Annie Lennox? Uh, I can click on more items and maybe get it. Because <laughs> <laughs> some of those other ones, those schlubs shouldn't have been on there. But like, but that's a good one. Brittany Howard is a uh, kick-ass, too. Alabama Shakes, and then she had her solo stuff. And then Thunder... Uh, they got Tina Turner. Thunder Bitch. Oh, that's a good pick. Tina oh, Turner. Tina Turner. She should have been on there for sure. Tina, yeah. Tina Turner, yeah. I'm not putting her on the in the short list with Janice. Aretha. 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 Urethra. Urethra. Franklin. Urethra, you found it. Is she R E S P C T? Yeah. I love Aretha Franklin. I actually watched. Alanis Morissette's on there. Yeah. Yeah, we got most of them. Aretha Franklin did that. Patty LaBelle. She had a special that was shot in a church over two nights in Los Angeles. It was on Netflix or Disney, one of those things. And then, uh, but it was like the footage, they shot it, but it was like the, the, something fucked up with the footage and they could never release the movie, but they just released the stock footage. Like basically, uh, like not that edited. And you just saw, it was basically a, as though Aretha Franklin showed up in the church and like Just they did a, thing, a yeah. concert, right? And one of the the second night, uh, Mick Jagger was there and Ron Wood and stuff like that, like just watching. Yeah. But man, like, you want to talk about unbelievable talent? Like, oh, she it was great. The whole choir was phenomenal. Like, it's I watched it twice, but I'm a huge fan of old soul music. Hey, eh? I I didn't get to see her either before she died. That was one of the people on my list I wanted to see. I didn't see James Brown before he died. I had a chance to watch him at uh, Lulu's. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, I still haven't seen Bob Dylan. I haven't he's, seen him either. And uh, he's not dead yet, but every time I have a chance to go see him, I kind of talk myself out of it because I hear his concerts. He, like, fucks with the audience so much that sometimes you waste your money. I've heard he's played it just facing the drummer. I've heard he's yeah, yeah, played the- every off-hit tune. Yeah, like he'll make sure songs are unrecognizable so you don't know what you just watched, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. No. But I, you kind of want to like What them. what legends have you guys not like not seen yet that you want to see before they before they die? Hmm. I want to see Foo Fighters. Yeah, you haven't I, seen them? Me no. neither. No. No. Really? You yeah. haven't seen the Foo Fighters? No, that's a good pick. Well, you definitely should. Both yeah. of you definitely should because uh, there's a, it's such a good show. I've seen them a whole bunch of times. I could go see them like in the winter season, like in my off season, like all the times they were around here. Yeah, you August. guys were doing it in August, September. <laughs> yeah, fuck, busy. <laughs> Do it. It wasn't happening for me. I don't know. I can't think of any right now. I would like. I I never saw Tom Petty. No, I never before saw he died, him. I never saw Prince. Never saw like a lot of the Bowie. Never no, saw never Bowie. Saw him. So like I probably would like if if I had a chance to see anyone that's good. Like I've seen Neil Young a bunch of times. I'm glad. I I don't know if I've seen Neil Young. We no? saw Pink Floyd together. Yeah, I've seen Neil Young with uh, on his own. I've seen him with Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, and I saw. Him, oh, I saw him that another time. It was on his own, but or it was with Crazy Horse, I think. But they were when they played with Pearl Jam. Did you go to that show? Nope. Where it was Neil Young, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, and the Jayhawks? Or something? No. no, Blues Traveler. 
That was the show. That would have been a good show. It was also an exhibition, and everyone ran, like, it, everybody was in the seats, and then the seats all emptied out into general admission. Nice. And then the bouncers couldn't do anything about it. <laughs> we were in the worst seats in the whole house, and then we were at the front by the stage. Like, a- a- everybody was in general admission. The stands were empty. Hmm. They emptied out during Soundgarden, I think. No, Pearl Jam. It was during Pearl Jam. Beginning of Pearl Jam. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> I, I, I uh, just had to follow uh, my brother and this girl because they were, they already jumped the fence. And so I'm like, I guess I'm jumping the fence. You jump the fence? Yeah. And then once you're down there, it was awesome. It was later. Oh, yeah. It was, a, it was a great show. But uh, I would say, like, there's, like, very few living ones left. Yeah. Elton John. Oh, that's a good pick, too. I would go see Elton John. Yeah. He's still alive. You know, I wouldn't go see Billy Joel. Yeah, you know what? I just re- I just um, lifted my Billy Joel band. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I had a Billy Joel band hard in my house since about 2014 and just lifted it. And my daughter got to be a fan of a couple of his albums, and she was dying to play them for me. And then she's, she, she knew I'd, like, listened to a couple of Billy Joel songs and didn't, like, throw anything. Mm-hmm. And then so, <laughs> so she, she played, like, Exile or whatever the album was. Hmm. It was okay. Billy Joel's okay. I listen to Alan John's radio show. It's called The Rocket Hour. And I like it because he's such a music lover mm-hmm. that he's like uh, fan fanboys out over like shitty bands. It's like Stevie Van Zant too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true, right? Little they Steven. just love music, you yeah. know. And I just the, his in, it's infectious, mm-hmm. like to listen to him as a fan of the of new music, you know. And he does turn me on to new bands that I wouldn't be aware of otherwise. Like there's a band from Toronto called The Beaches. There's four girls from Toronto. And Elton John had him on his guests, and uh, he was telling him how he thinks they're great. And you could hear these girls, like, yeah, unbelievable. Giddy on the other end. Like, yeah, what just the- going oh. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're like, uh, imagine that, though, Elton John, like, uh, someone of that stature in society. And he's like telling you, I love what you guys are doing. Oh. Like, you guys got it. Like, you guys are killing it. And, and it's like, this guy's like a hero of yours, you know? Yeah. They're definitely going to put themselves a little higher on the old pedestal after that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I started following them on uh, Instagram, and they were a hoot to watch because they were going on their first, like, tour, rock tour. Oh, really? And uh, they were all just having a blast. This is all before COVID, I guess. And But it was like, they're all just having a blast. It was fun to watch, you know? It was fun to watch, like, people just, like, getting to live a, a childhood dream, you know? Yeah, no kidding. Um, so yeah, I'm proud. Like I, you can, and also it was like, I heard this, uh, it was like, I was watching a podcast with like, uh, uh, Burt Kreischer was on it and Burt Kreischer said something about, he was like at a meet and greet after one of his shows and the fan, a fan came up to him and said like, I'm a real fan. And, and he's like, Oh, thank you. He goes, no, no, you don't know if you know what that means. He goes like, I'm a real fan of what you do. He goes, you know, like, so like when you succeed, it feels like I succeed. Oh, that's cool. And like I don't have anything going so you're on. Going deep on it. And then you think about it. You're like, yeah. If you ever like follow a band early on, they're not popular yet, and then they become popular. You kind of feel like you like accomplished something. Yeah, like, you, 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 you're ha- you're happy that you what like you were hoping they would do well, and then when they did, you're like, oh, like they made it. You know, you had that inside track. Yeah, and uh, and I think about that like even for the show, like the people like Jen and and like other diamond club listeners and stuff and people that support us from a long time like if 
if we do like when we were number one in Holland, yeah, <laughs> that was awesome to see. That. Right? It's like I don't like I don't know if that shit's true, but it said we were fucking number one in Holland. Like it really said it. Did you, you see know? it on the internet? Yeah, like I I screenshotted it. Yeah, like that's what it said. And like every other day, it doesn't say I'm number one in Holland, but it says like I think I've slipped down to fifth now. And we can, we can bring that back. <laughs> yeah, we can bring it back. Bring it home back. Yeah. But um. But like there is a bit of like where people are like, hey, did that was that real? They're like, that's really cool. Like there people, you can see people are happy for that success that we may or may not have had. <laughs> and uh, but it's uh, it's nice. It kind of like makes us feel like we're doing this for not just us, but like right. for yeah. other people too are coming along, and then certain cool things happen. We're bringing something to the table. Yeah. So I want to tell you quick. We're gonna end the show with this. Okay. Well, this is a long one. So we're in the show. I'll tell you a quick story about this show because it was a weird one. I did two two shows, two comedy shows on the weekend at this place called the Crazy Canuck in uh, Kitchener. It's downtown Kitchener, and they do shows on uh, Fridays and Saturdays. So if you want to get tickets, they have like some of the best comics in the country. They're down at the Crazy Canuck in Kitchener. And uh, this past weekend, I did two shows on Saturday. And uh, like always, the first show is more normal, seven o'clock. Second show is wild, okay? First show, they say we got to keep things tight because we got to get the show done and then get the, and, next, and get the next people through. The late show, they say, like, do whatever you want. You know, it's we got no reason. To, just, just, like, you can be looser, right? No, no one's stopping you. No one's stopping you. So it was a very typical night. The second crowd that came in was a lot drunker. <laughs> They were a lot more, a lot louder, a lot rowdier. A little, more, a little more lively. Yeah. And the comics were too. The comics had a couple of drinks in them too. The comics uh, were uh, loosened up because they had been through the first show. So we got in the second show. I'm actually taking bullet. I'm doing the first position. And uh, I tell a joke that I tell like I've, I've told a billion times. And it's about uh, dick pics or whatever. And at the end, I end the joke by saying like, Whatever you do, you got to remember to crop out the balls. The balls, the ugly bridesmaid. Of the oh, yeah, I know, you know one. that joke. So I'm telling that joke. And uh, as soon as I say, you got to crop out the balls, the balls, the ugly. I'm s- These two girls not sitting together. <laughs> one girl sitting at one side, one girl sitting at the other side. The two girls at the time that I said, you got to crop out the balls. Both of them. St- Shoot up, hands in the air, cannot stand it any longer. Really? To hear me slagging balls, <laughs> to have the gall and audacity to suggest that your balls are unattractive. How dare was you? too much for both of these unrelated women. <clears throat> At the same time. They had to both put up their hands and say, I will not have you calling balls ugly on my watch. They uh, they are both ball fans. Both ball fans. They like to put them in their mouth. Well, I didn't know what to say, Beaver. I was like, what do you uh, say to that? I said, what are the odds that there are two people here that love the aesthetics of balls? Like, And just killed my punchline. Oh, yes. But it became so much more than that. Well, anyways... So these girls were very adamant that, that uh, this my ball joke was inaccurate. And then, uh, so later on, I finished my set, and later on, I'm outside, 
and I see they're coming out to have a cigarette. These two girls are coming out together now. Oh, they, oh, they, they formed an alliance they over a, the ball issue. They had a powwow after the set. And they see me out there. One of them, tall African-American girl, beautiful, uh, beautiful uh, skin, like a tall, slender, wearing a nice dress, you know, like legs for days, you know, like a, the other one, a good looking brunette, a bit of a, you know, one of those very drunk, like a bit of a, one of those like uh, Instagram or Snapchat models. Yeah. She made me Snapchat with her a bunch of times outside. Really? She goes, would you like to Snapchat with me? I'm like, I don't give a fuck. So then uh, <laughs> this is what happens. Um, she puts her arm around me. And then she puts the phone at us, and it's got a gray screen kind of thing. And then I guess that means I'm supposed to go, because she's yelling, go, go. Like, I, I have to talk. I'm like, I've never done a fucking Snapchat, because I don't know what they are. I don't fucking right. care. And then, uh, but she gets close to do it, and you can smell her. She smells like a young, drunk whore. You know? <laughs> and then, uh, normally, that fills me with... Uh, Bad thoughts, you know? Ideas. With joy. Ideas. With joy. Like all those things flooding back, knowing this girl is like like in the prime looking for love, you know? She's got, she's drunk. She'd be easy pickings. She's talking about the, her thing that she likes about the balls is the way they slap against her ass. She likes the slapping oh, she, of the she, balls. She got uh, descriptive. Both of them did. Both of them came <laughs> out and told me exactly why they love balls so much. And then, uh, so I'm taking this Snapchat picture with her and the smells are all coming into my nostrils. And I realize, like, she's grosses me out. Like, this girl's attractive. She's wearing a dress. At one point in time, she's sitting on the steps, uh, completely no regard to the fact that she's got her legs open and her underpants are all... Oh, really? You know, like, that kind of drunk, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, no regard. I would... She's about 25 years old, like, fit girl. Nothing not wrong... But gross. You don't understand. Like, it was not that I would... It's like, this should be something that would make excite me... You, yeah. Excite me. Right. But it was gross. You know what I mean? It was gross. And I don't know if it's those pills are taking me because I got too much testosterone. If it's making me... Or it's because I'm growing up and young women are... Too, no, they're, too, they're not tickling your fancy anymore. Yeah, they're just war... Like, I don't... They, they, they've run their course with you've me. been watching too much step this and step <laughs> that i wonder if he, he <laughs> the annoyance like the factor of annoyance took over yeah like i think that's what it is it's like oh that will if or you, i can't i can't relate it all to them anymore like the fact that this snapchat the, was so important to them and it so means nothing to me yeah. you weren't and on their I, level and i just think like this is a world that's not mine like i'm sure i could probably find a girl the same age the same attractiveness the same everything, maybe even the same smell, and it would do something to me. But in this case, because she was so horrible, she was ruining comedy shows. She was drunk. She was like, like, a, like dirty, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like to pass my comfort level. And then I'm like, maybe that, maybe, maybe that's it. You know, maybe that's just it. Maybe she's just a gross person. You know, and even though I should physically want to do things to her. Yeah, maybe like, the, you know, 10 years ago, her looks would have overtook her her grossness. But now you're like, yeah. That's the number one priority right person. now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Because I'm not. I was always afraid that my that my libido would drop, and then I would like they would suck. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like to not want to fuck everything. Well, I think now. But now I'm kind of thinking like it might be okay. Now quality of conversation yeah. though means a lot now too, right? I think what do you mean? You've become a quality over quantity guy. <laughs> I think quality of conversation pegs the scale up or down in a hurry. Right, right. Like I wouldn't even like I'm not going to bang any of these girls, right? No, but what I'm saying in general though, like you're just your overall but, your overall attractiveness to the situation, not to the person, but the situation. And I, I, the girl has to be of substance. Yeah, there it is, right there. Yeah, it, yeah. as soon as it's just about the ex, like the superficial looks or whatever, like uh, once you get over dirtiness. that, yeah. Like a girl that's trying to turn me on by being dirty is probably not going to work. No. A girl that's being dirty organically, where yeah, yeah I like she, how you just said that. I like that word. Yeah, but she's not doing it like, like as a, if it's not a public spectacle of dirtiness. Yeah. You know that it's like a private dirty, a little bit subtle, like subtle behind the scenes, yeah. a little yeah. whisper dirty. Yeah, yeah, I you like, know? I like, I like where you guys are heading. Then I'll be like, that's hot, but like a, a overtly dirty. Yeah, I want to bang you guys. Gone wild. Yeah, like uh, I control everything now. Yeah, I guess that's more the way. I, I heard. A, I was talking to a high school teacher. He says that. We, that if we were in high school now, um, we'd be shocked because the girls are definitely the sexual aggressors now and the men just allow it to happen. No, well, the men are just going along for the ride. Like the women decide. That's what I mean. Who they does just what? Like, yeah. They're... And, uh, and which they always did. Right. Like yeah. in a perfect, like they should, but, uh, so the guys can't do but the guys are the ones like continually. Like it used to be, we'd have to like push the idea, yeah, and eventually they would they would be convinced, mm-hmm. and then they would do it, you know, or concede. Yeah, but uh, now it's like the guy never comes with the idea, and the women are coming up with the idea before the man even thinks of it, and they're in, they're like way more aggressive about it mm. than what we than it was in our day, and um, I think that sounds awesome. That does, and I'm I'm I you're like, for it. I'm really upset that I was born when I was born because that would have been way better. Yeah. Um. Good for those young people, eh? But uh, man, that's a fucking new world, man. New world, <laughs> new world. Balls. Anyways, two girls that fought for balls couldn't even believe it. I can't. Like, I can't even fat unless you told. Like I almost it sounds like you'd have to be there to really take that in yeah they're angry they felt enough about it <laughs> like and to and to have a sidebar conversation about it too <laughs> yeah you know what that they also together me, yeah together uh she th- she also said about my act when she was out there doing this shit she said uh um i thought you were okay but my friend hated you oh that was, <laughs> <laughs> like that's really necessary to tell you <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck was the purpose behind that? Like, what, oh, yeah. what was she hoping that you were going to respond with? Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, no, I was just. I, I what the fuck? I thought it was hilarious. You know, like, number one, I don't think her friend really hated me, but um, whatever gave her that impression, she felt like I. She also might have been looking for a rise out of you. She's she was also wasted. <laughs> Hence, looking for a rise, kind of kind of crank you up to her level. 
Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. She didn't, though. No. She just seemed like she was drunk and didn't know what she's saying to me. Like, I didn't really put much weight into it, whatever. But, uh, yeah, it's sad. It's sad that uh, it's so gross to me, a young, hot girl like that, like, that it would be gross. It seems like it's like a day that's passed, like a page passed in my book. And now I'm not going to be horned up by young, stupid girls anymore. But, you know, maybe those days are best in my rear view. You never know. All of a sudden I know or something. I'd rather... Now like, I, think, I think my demographic has to switch to... I, I'm going to have to raise my bottom number. To what? I, I think it's got to be in the 30s now. 30s, yeah. Yeah, I think it's got to be in the 30s. I don't think I can go... It is for me. For you? Yeah, I'd say. Well, how old are you? 35. Halfway halfway through 30s. You can go with a 25-year-old still. No, think, but no, but what I'm saying is is I'm kind of agreeing with you with like the the maturity thing. The maturity conversation. Maybe is or, a, maybe, maybe is more of a uh, and you also hang around with older people too. Yes. So you are more like you have like a more sensitive like the sensibilities of an older person. I think you would think a 25-year-old girl's a pain in the ass. Yeah, right. you would. Right. Yeah, same as us, yeah. Yeah. Uh 30 would be fine, I think. 30 would be fine. But 30, I can't see myself going 29 even. What's the top number? Oh. Sky's the limit. Sky's the limit, yeah. yeah. There's hot girls in the, like that are old ladies now. Yeah. Yeah. Like half of Beaver's like ants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's a whole nother episode. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's funny oh, we used to, <laughs> but yeah there's some older la- but that group of ladies though there's a whole bunch of them they're like fit as a fiddle and they're like 70 years old they look great they're all they wear bikinis and they have and they're in still good shape and stuff it's crazy these days the fucking bikini- old ladies used to look old bikinis and- are going away for young people it's all about to cover it up there's a lot of there's a lot of women in their 60s right now who will look a lot better than girls in their 20s. Yes, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Because girls in their 20s seem like they just eat whatever they want. They and do they don't try they anymore. And they, they, they're, they'll they like um, have a big muffin top and a, and a and a bunch of imperfections and then they'll just... Like, embrace em- them. Yeah. Embrace them, expose them, put them on display and then tell you that you're... Uh, Wrong for uh, having an opinion about it. Yeah, you have to love them unconditionally for whatever, you know? And then uh, you're like, yeah, that is right, I guess. You know, you shouldn't judge a person by their situation. But you have to be You can also be, uh, like, uh, you can, subtle and discreet. You can also, and, people judge people based on their personalities. Why can't you judge them on their look? Yeah, back in the 90s, if you were a little bit overweight, you wore a, a Northern Reflection sweater. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and, and some harem pants. I or could a, never tell what a, your body looked like. Or a Gap sweater. Yeah, you would just have, you would, there'd be no idea what their real body looked like because there was so much bagginess to the yeah. whole thing. Now I got to see it. Anyways, we went really long today, fellas. Uh, I think it's over. So we just have to say to our people that are still listening, I love you. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Right. And uh until next week we will see you NT. See you next Thursday. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. I have no gigs. <laughs>
Oh, that's it. All right. Sorry, that was that was went went long. End stream. Don't you like how you how?